Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, though? And Happy New Year! You're listening to I'm Probably Right. I am Reggie Watkins. Thank you for listening. Subscribe, comment, review, but don't be hating. We appreciate you. My man Kevin Cleveland is running the board, engineering the show, producing. Kevin, Happy New Year, brother. How you doing? Happy New Year, Reg. I'm doing great. I am super pumped for uh, the final week of NFL football. Wow. Oh, man. Yes, week 17 is upon us. It's upon us. But week 16 can't go without uh, a little talking about. So this week we are going to talk about, of course, Antonio Brown and uh, his spectacular uh, show of quitting on the job. <laughs> We're also going to get into college bowl opt-outs. Kirk Herbstreet and uh, Desmond Howard had an interesting take on this, and uh, I got a few words about it. And finally, we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers and the NFL MVP for the 2021-22 season. But first up. So this week, um, there was a shocking incident that happened uh, during the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and New York Jets game. Uh I guess it was about, uh, I want to say it was about the second or third quarter. Was it? I think it was maybe even the, I think it was maybe the third quarter. In the third quarter, yeah. It was in the third quarter. Uh, we got uh, a sight of Antonio Brown stripping off his pads, his gloves, throwing them into the stands, and doing jumping jacks basically off the field. And that prompted a bunch of media onslaught of, Man, I hope Antonio Brown gets help. And oh, it must be CTE. And I'm watching this thing, Kevin, and all I can do is laugh my ass off because <laughs> I don't know about you, but I've had instances where I wish I could quit my job in this kind of spectacular fashion. Like, this is the greatest quit job I think I've ever seen. And I've seen some people quit work before, Kevin. Um, I used to work at Denny's, Denny's was probably my second real job i worked at denny's as a bus boy back in about 1999 okay i was working at denny's it was brand new denny's in uh where was i I was in oceanside california brand new denny's they had me as a bus boy i'd never done this job before in my life so i was the bus boy we're learning how to pick up plates and come bring them back to the dishwasher and do all this stuff right thanksgiving comes around and I am the bus boy on Thanksgiving. I get there to work and tons of people are coming in. We were packed to the gills. Stuffed, I mean, packed, right? So I'm there busting all these tables, trying to get all these plates off and sending them back to the dishwasher and trying to bring out new plates. But Kevin, we can't get any new plates because our dishwasher is slower than molasses, right? It's this dude, I don't remember his name. He was a, a, a Latino brother and he had a, he had a ponytail. I remember him like that. He was a Latino brother with a ponytail and he used to always be rapping in the back, right? Rapping. 
And so he rolls, he's back there doing these dishes and they're coming slower and slower and slower and slower. And so finally I go back there and I was like, dog, what is going on? Like we ain't got no dishes for the people. We're packed out there. And he was like, Hey man, they're going to get them when I get them. So, so I went back out and I told the manager, I was like, Hey man, I don't know. We don't got no plates because my man back there, he said that y'all get them when you go get them. And so the manager was like, okay, I got to go back and talk to him. So the manager goes back. I walk back there and I, I, and they're talking and dude says, bump this. I quit. Wash your own damn dishes and took his apron off, threw it in the sink and bounced out. Greatest quit job I had ever seen. We are in a, I mean, we have packed. Now the manager has to start washing dishes. The manager turns to me is like, okay, you're not busting anymore. Uh, You got to start washing dishes. I was like, what? So all of a sudden I'm washing the dishes. And Kevin, that was my last day of work at Denny's because I quit that night after that. So for me to see Antonio Brown quit like this was unbelievable. And so now we get into the why do you do it and what happened, right? Because there's reports coming out that Antonio Brown had had talked to Tom Brady and was upset that Tom Brady was throwing the ball to Gronk and not throwing the ball to Antonio Brown. And there's talks that Antonio Brown had some incentives coming up where if he caught like eight more passes in the next two weeks, he'd have a $300,000 bonus, and he thought they were freezing him out. Um, but there's also a report that Antonio Brown had been telling the Bucks for weeks that he had a bum ankle, and so he did not want to play in the game, I guess. He, he told them he was hurt. Bruce Arians is saying he did not say anything like that. We tried to tell him to go back in the game. He said he would not go back into the game, and so we threw him out, and that's when the whole melee started happening, right? Either way, how you come down on it, It all starts from when they brought him to the team in the first place. They should have never brought this guy in in the first place. You, we've already known Antonio Brown is a bum individual. You've seen it before when he was in Pittsburgh. Mike, he was he was doing bum antics with Mike Tomlin. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't a first-round draft pick. This dude was a low draft pick and made something of himself because of his sheer hustle. Nobody's questioning that. Antonio Brown is one of the greatest receivers of all time. That dude balls. He's a beast. But he's also a bum. And and, and two things can be true. You could be a beast and a bum. It happens everywhere in every walk of life. But this dude showed you he was a bum in Pittsburgh. Record Mike Tomlin's live, you know, uh, locker room talks. He on Instagram or Facebook live putting the thing out there. Right. So he gets out of Pittsburgh and he goes to the Raiders. Then he goes to the Raiders and gets kicked off the damn team before he gets his damn bonus, before he gets his money, gets kicked off because he can't keep his mouth shut and he can't show up on time. Then he goes to the Patriots, plays one game, one game with the Patriots and then gets uh, kicked up out, out of there. And then on his way out, kicks the owner all up in the ass. Then he comes to Tampa Bay. And along the way, we've seen all the reports of, of uh, you know, some of the misogynistic behavior that he's had towards women and not paying people on time and, and re- reneging on people's payments. And then this year, what do we get? We get the fake vaccination card, right? Which I've been on record telling y'all, if you lie about being vaccinated, you are trash. So, Antonio Brown has already been in the trash category for me. But now, what are we surprised about? Are you surprised that he quit on y'all in the middle of a game? I'm not. I mean, he showed you who he was time and time again, but now you guys are just starting to believe him. So I have no sympathy 
for Tampa Bay. And I'm not even mad at Antonio Brown for this. I'm not mad at Antonio Brown for quitting like this, right? It's kind of like the, the Simone Biles thing where, yo, if you're doing something that is highly dangerous and it takes a supreme, uh, uh, what, what is that? You got you really got to concentrate to get your job done and it's dangerous. If you feel for any second that you can't do that job, I'm not going to be here to be like, hey, man, go do it. So I'm not mad at Antonio Brown for saying I'm injured. I'm not going to go back in. I'm mad at people for waiting so long to believe that this is something that could happen with Antonio Brown, because this is what he does. This is what he this is who he is. So uh, it's like my, my, my coach used to say, when people show you who they are, believe them. My coach also used to say either all in or. Or all out. I can't do nothing with lukewarm, man. I can't do nothing with half-ass. And Antonio Brown, he didn't go half-ass on any of this. He went all in on getting the hell up out of Tampa Bay because he's gone. His career is is done. Nobody's going to take this cat back because nobody wants to deal with this. I mean, they've already seen it three whoa, whoa, whoa. Pittsburgh, Raiders, uh, New England, and now Tampa Bay. They've seen this four times. They've seen four times he will throw a grenade on your team. Damn. Did we have some fun watching this meltdown? And I'm not here to be on some some moral high ground of, man, we got to be really hoping that that Antonio gets better and gets the help. Man, it, it ain't about some, getting some help. What's, what, we, we turn these football players, because they make so much money, we think they got to be out their damn mind to do anything that is just normal, right? Everybody's wanting to quit their job at some point in some time. Nobody just has the gusto or the or the or the no give a damn enough to do it this way. But this dude basically just said, I don't want to work here no more. I quit. Why, why does he need professional help for that? I mean, it, that's just a normal human reaction. Some people do that. Not everybody is going to show up to a job every week that they hate and not and just stay there. That dude said, hey, damn your money. Damn this. I'm out of here. Now, let's see if he gets some more money somewhere else, but don't come around here with this sympathy of he needs to get help and maybe it's CTE. No, sometimes it ain't CTE. Sometimes it's just crazy. And that's what Antonio Brown is. And it's just what the game is. So chalk it up. We had fun watching him, but the show is over. Be back after the break. So we are in the midst, or actually we're coming to the end, basically, coming to the end of the college bowl season. Um, Kevin, have you been watching any of the, did you watch any of the bowl games, the college bowl games? Uh, a few here and there. There are so many, it's hard to keep up, but uh, yeah, I'm in a pool, so I kind of keep an eye on. So many college bowl games. When I was coming up, um, when I was a kid, right, we knew of the big ones, right? You always knew of the Rose Bowl. Um, you knew of the Sugar Bowl, you knew the Orange Bowl, and you knew the Fiesta Bowl. Those were the four biggest bowl games that you knew about. And then you knew some of the 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 the, the next tier, right? You knew about the Cotton Bowl, right? I always knew about the Cotton Bowl. Um, and because I was in the, the South, I knew of the, um, it, was, it was called the Holiday Bowl. It was a Holiday Bowl. I was in Southern California. It was always in San Diego. The Holiday Bowl would always be there. And it was like around December 28th is when the Holiday Bowl would happen. Those are the ones that I knew about all the time. But since then, Kevin, we've got a million bowls now. There's a Little Caesars bowl. There's a, um, a, a, man, there's like a smoothie bowl. There's a million bowls because they want to get a million dollars worth of advertising out that they want to put their name on so people will buy their product. And 
Who is playing in these games so that we could push this product? College kids. College kids who are not being paid, not being compensated for putting their bodies and their livelihoods on the line to play in these games that are meaningless. But don't let Kirk Herbstreet and Desmond Howard let you hear it called meaningless because they were on TV this past week during their college game day show and basically putting players who opt out of the bowl games on blast. Kirk Herbstreet basically said, you know, Kirk Herbstreet and Desmond Howard said, you know, these guys, they got a sense of, of, of entitlement. They don't want to play in these lesser bowls. They're not playing for the championship. Then why would I play? And basically, I just think that college kids these days, they don't love football. You know, it's, it's different. It's a different deal. Who the hell? What are y'all talking about? Like, I don't understand this, and especially don't understand this for people who used to play this game. But I can understand how guys who used to play this game who are out of touch, who make tons of money off of what these kids are doing, would have this kind of stance. Because it makes no sense for them to sit here and decry these kids for looking out for their best interests. Why the hell would I want to play in the mayonnaise bowl if I'm staring at a first-round lottery ticket from the NFL if I could just make it there unscathed why would i do that why would anybody do that you're going to tell me that kirk herbstreet if he was going to be the a first round pick in in the nfl draft today where all these millions of dollars are promised up front you're going to tell me that dude would go play in the vlasic dill pickle game in pocatello idaho he's going to go play in that game because he loves football so much. So you love football that much to risk your livelihood and your family's wealth down the line? Get the hell out of here. Desmond Howard, do this. you're going to tell me you do the same thing. But no, those guys aren't doing that because those guys never played in these whack-ass college bowl games. Desmond Howard was at Michigan. Desmond Howard played for national championships. So he never had to make that choice of we playing in these whack down-the-line games because we only won four games, but we still got to go play a damn bowl game because there's money to be made by our university, which gets all the money for playing in these games, and the players get what? If they play in the the Vlasic uh, Deal Pickle game, they get a jar of pickles for life? They play in the mayonnaise bowl. They get free mayonnaise for life. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this is what they're getting. And so these guys, of course, they're opting out. I would tell any, I wouldn't want, I don't even care if they're playing in the national championship or the, or the college football playoff. If you're going to be a number, if you're going to be a first round pick, if it was my son playing for Alabama or playing for Cincinnati or Georgia or Michigan, nah, son, you, you had your time. You're going to be a first round pick. Bump that. We ain't playing. Sorry, Nick Saban. You could be mad at me, but my son is not getting hurt because y'all trying to win a championship. Where's the money? Now, if if y'all paying us and putting money in our pocket, okay. Otherwise, nah, man. This is just unbelievable that they would say that. And then they tried to backtrack and say, you know, it was, he didn't mean it that way. And, and Reese, Reese Davis tried to come to his defense. You know, he was taken out of context. No, he wasn't. He said exactly what he said. And that's what a lot of these people say when they don't want to be in step with the players who are doing this for free, for our entertainment. These young kids are, are out there. Get, and, and, and you can look at, uh, and uh, who is it? Matt Corral. Dude messed up his, his leg. Messed up, messed up his leg playing in one of these damn games. And he shouldn't have even been there. Why, why, is, why is he there? Old Miss quarterback. He was carted off the field 
in a Sugar Bowl loss to Baylor. And why is he playing in this game? You know, because I want to be here and I, I came to, to Ole Miss to play football and I'm going to play football. No, dog. You got to take care of your well-being and your future. And this dude just put himself in jeopardy because he is, is widely been talked about as being a top uh, a first-round pick, one of the top quarterbacks in the draft, where all the money is at. And so this dude just put his future in jeopardy for a Sugar Bowl against Baylor? Why? What for? For who? For what? Nothing. But you know, the good news is he'll still be able to work out for NFL teams ahead of the draft, and <clears throat> and he'll still be able to play, you know. But he should have definitely opted out of this damn game. Like, he should not have been playing. And so kudos to all the kids who have the courage to say no to the coaches, no to the fans, and be booed by people for looking out for their own interests. Because... That's exactly what Desmond Howard and Kirk Herbstreit are doing. They're looking out for the interests of ESPN because where are most of these damn bowl games played? ESPN? Hell, you could go through starting from December 17th through today. Hell, we got the last game is on January 10th. Through January 10th, ESPN is running a slew of bowl games. So who does that benefit? Kirk Herbstreit, Desmond Howard, College Game Day, and all the people paying to put on these shows to talk about kids doing a job for free. Enough of that, man. Pay these damn players, and let's get on. Be back after the break. So, the end of the NFL season is upon us, and around that time is when we start talking about the awards. And we've got, uh, you know, the NFL MVP that's going to come down in a couple of weeks, and it looks like for the second year in a row, the winner will be Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has been absolutely <laughs> phenomenal <laughs> this season. They lost to the Saints first game of the year. Um, and from then on, it's basically just been, I mean, it's been unstoppable. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers has been phenomenal. There's no other thing you can say about him. Um, I mean, he's thrown, how many touchdowns has Aaron Rodgers thrown? He's thrown 35 touchdowns. Four interceptions. Matt Stafford throws four interceptions a game. <laughs> a game, right? Like Aaron Rodgers, through an entire NFL season, has thrown four interceptions, 35 touchdowns. That is remarkably insane. You know what I'm looking at right now, too, Kevin, that you would not think would be right here, kind of in that same vein? Um, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has 30 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 3,971 yards. And uh, he's, that's, that's really ridiculous. I did not think Kirk Cousins was that good. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to win MVP because these stats alone just, I mean, they're screaming. He's going to throw for over 4,000 yards. Uh, he'll have 35, probably about 30. Maybe he might have. It depends if they decide to play him this week because they don't need to. I think they've already wrapped up the number one seed. Um, and he's wrapped up the, the, the NFL MVP because he had other people who, along the season, we were talking about Tom Brady. And Tom Brady has great stats, 4,999 yards. Um, he's thrown the ball a lot this season. I mean, hell, he's almost at 5,000 yards. That's insane. Uh, he's thrown so much. He's got 40 touchdowns. He's got 12 interceptions. So let that sink in. Three, he's got, what, five more touchdowns but three times the interceptions that that uh, Aaron Rodgers has. Um, 
Uh, Matthew Stafford was up there for a little bit. He's thrown for a lot of yards, 4,648, 38 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. However, uh, there was a writer who recently, a writer from Chicago named Hoob Arkush, who said he would not vote for Aaron Rodgers' MVP. I guess he has an MVP vote. He was not voting for Aaron Rodgers' MVP because MVP should not be cancers on their team, liars, and just all about jerks. To which Aaron Rodgers replied, oh, he's a bum. I think he's a bum. I don't know who he is. And, you know, I've never heard of him until this thing. So he's probably just doing it for some, some, uh, you know, some publicity. And uh, uh, I got to, I'm at a quandary here because I don't think that personal stuff should be taken into the MVP, right? Um, like we said earlier about AB, right? Two things can be true. You can be a beast on the field and a bum in the world. And he's been a dude who thinks his self-worth is more than others. He's been an arrogant dude. That's fine. What he does on the field is is separate from me. I can I can I can put them in two different things. I can compartmentalize that. He's a great football player, but he's a bum. So for him to call somebody else a bum was just staggering to me, right? I mean, what is that? That's the pot calling the kettle black. Um, I, I, if I had a vote, I'm voting for Aaron Rodgers. No doubt, no way. He's slam dunk the MVP, but he is a bum. And for this dude to call him out, I thought that was pretty dope, right? I mean, even though I, I would not do that that way, I would, I would still give him my vote. But I think it was pretty dope that this dude would stand up and say this in the public. And that's what I think that's what Aaron Rodgers got so ticked off about was that this dude had the audacity to put that on wax, right? You know what putting on wax means, right? It's like when when rappers used to rap and they they do a battle rap and they put it on the wax. It was if they were making the record, it was going out. I'm talking about you and your mama. And that's what uh that's what this dude did. He basically said, "Yo, Aaron Rodgers is a punk. This is how I feel about it, and this is what it is." And so now Aaron is going to be mad and be upset, and it'll probably turn into a third MVP. Because Aaron Rodgers is brilliant at playing football. And, ah, man, it's just always tough. Because, I mean, you look at the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame isn't there because it's a bunch of good people. The Hall of Fame is mixed in with a lot of great players. And, hell, when people play this game, for the most part, you've got to be a little off to play this game of football. There is no way around it. You either got to be, you know, on one side of the spectrum. You might not be the greatest guy, but, boy... You can tackle and run your ass off. That's just what it is. When you're so when you're so great in one area of your life, you're usually going to be deficient in another. So Aaron Rodgers is brilliant, fantastic at throwing the football. He's just not the greatest human being. And that's okay. As long as he ain't out there slapping babies and killing people, do what you want to do, man. But you calling somebody a bum, relax. If I could quote Aaron Rodgers, relax. Enjoy your MVP. But chill on the uh, the finger point i'm reggie watkins you've been listening to i'm probably right rate us review us subscribe comment but don't be hating kevin cleo my man is running the boards engineering the show thank you so much again happy new year and we'll see y'all soon and remember next week we have a special episode coming to you live from sofi stadium where my niners are gonna be playing kevin's los angeles rams and it's uh, the game matters kevin it really matters it does for both teams. I'm a little freaked <laughs> out because the Niners have had our, our number for the last five games in a row. 
Yeah, five games in a row. So we'll see if we can make it six. Uh, <laughs> I we'll see what happens. I don't know. I think I hope the Niners keep Trey Lance in there and risk it. I mean, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is the safest choice, but damn safe. Go for the future. Put Trey Lance in there, and I'm going to the game. So I want to see the most excitement I can possible. So let's make it happen. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.